Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the 19th Inning Podcast. I'm Louis LaRocco, followed by co-host and longtime good brother, friend, Mikey Hammer Capice. Mike, how we been, brother? How's quarantine been treating you? Uh, same as it was about a few days ago. Same old, same old. <laughs> same old, same old. You heard it there first. We got now till May 15th. Till this quarantine's over, so we're going to be running through this weekly podcast, and uh, we got something nice for everyone tonight. Uh, starting off, we're going to be talking about our personal favorites and our opinions on the greatest Yankee decades of all time. Am I right, Mike? So, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, so just talking about the decades, and, uh, you know, we're going to start it off with the with those 20s. Hopping right into possibly one of the greatest teams of all time, that 1927 team, the 1927 team, the Yankees, uh, Murders Row. Talk about that, Mike. I mean, well, first of all, they won the World Series 4 so that shouldn't be just laughed at. Their uh, lineup consisted of Hall of Famers, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth. Uh, they had players like Earl Cohn, Joe Duggan, Tony Lazari. You have Yankee greats on this team, and that's why... Till this day, it's still considered as one of the greatest teams, not only in Yankee history, but in the history of baseball. I'm just talking about that alone. I mean, they go back to back 27-28. So, Murder's Row Dynasty, best in Yankee history, you could argue. Lou Gehrig, Batten, 373 with, with I mean, you know what I mean? RBIs, 173. And then Babe Ruth sets the single season record for home runs, which stood until 61 um, when Maris broke it. But Babe Ruth, 60 home runs in a year. 100, 100, yeah, you know, 60, 60 home runs and uh, just just an incredible year. Wade Hoyt in the bullpen. Uh, definitely can't argue with, uh, with the 20s, especially, like I said, 28 going back-to-back. Uh, what do you think about that decade, Hammer? <laughs> well, I think, like, you look at the decade in the whole, I mean, they made it to – I, I want to say they made it to five, six World Series, mm-hmm. and, I mean, they won three of them. They lost three of them, but you have to look at it the time. Like, this is a time where you have uh, some of the all-time greats playing, and then you look at that Yankees team, and you say, like, oh, wow, like, this is one of those teams that goes down in history as one of, if not the greatest, let alone the greatest decade in sports history, arguably. It's a great decade. Uh, definitely got to respect it. And uh, they go into the 30s pretty hot. I mean, winning 28. Um, you know, you look at the 30s a little bit. What, what do you think about the 1930s for Yankees, Mike? What do you got? I mean, I think the 1930s Yankees were almost as successful as the 20s Yankees. 19, aside from maybe, yeah. I mean, they had uh, they had five World Series, of, oh, six World Series appearances, and won all six of them. Yeah, same I mean, thing. Never, Lou Gehrig never, coming out. He's still hot, 29 years old, 346 you know, batting average in, in uh, 1932. I mean, they never had a winning percentage under 558. It's a phenomenal decade as well, um, followed up by the 20s. Um, not a not a fan favorite because of, you know, Murder's Road towards the end. Babe Ruth, 37 years old. Uh, by the way, Babe Ruth is still hitting 41 bombs with, uh, with a slugging percentage of 661 at 37 years old. How about that manager, Joe McCarthy, finished his career with the Yankees, uh, 1,460 and 867 for a 627 win percentage. Joe McCarthy, Hall of Famer, got it done. Um, 
Yankees throughout the 30s, great. I mean, even the 1936 team, 102-51. They beat the New York Giants at the time, uh, 42 in the World Series. And uh, this was a time where Babe's now out of there. Gehrig is 33 years old, towards the end of his career, where sadly, obviously, you know, the Lou Gehrig's disease. But uh, a 21-year-old Joe DiMaggio coming in 323 at the play batting average. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, he's a hitter. Yeah, he's a hitter, yeah. 21 years old. I mean, that's like, I mean, we talk about Glaber Torres today putting up the number he puts up, you know, putting up numbers that you don't really see out of, like, an like a, uh, a player of that age. And you have uh, Joe DiMaggio hitting like that. It's, I mean, it makes you think, like, how good was this guy? Like, Jody you know is I mean? so slept on. I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit. I know he's a first, you know, ballad, all-time great Hall of Famer, uh, greatest number five probably to ever play baseball. But when you look at him, 21, then the following year at 22 years old, they win the World Series again. He bats 346 with 46 home runs. 46 home runs at 22 years old. They win the they win the world title. That. Especially look at look at the stadiums they were playing, and they were all bigger stadiums. Maybe outside of the Polo Grounds, he was right field. It was what 250. It's incredible. You look at the, just their stats. They're putting up a thousand runs in a season. So it's definitely a uh, offensive hitting clinic. And then they they win three in a row. 1930 uh, six, uh, six, seven, and eight. 37 I mean, and eight. They win it all like, around. Is, I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like the 30s decade really established the Yankees as one of the, if not the best baseball franchise in the entire league. Well, 100%, yeah, losing Babe Ruth as he got older, but just rebuilding guys, as in, like we mentioned, Gehrig at the end of his career. DiMaggio, 23 years old. He comes into the into the league. He's a winner. He's coming in with winning. So that's where it shows. And then you look at, you look at the bullpen, Red Ruffing, Lefty Gomez, Spud Chandler. All guys throwing in the threes as an ERA, you know, ju- just a just a great, uh, phenomenal year. I mean, you know, we, we talk about how the 20s could be considered one of the greatest, but, I mean, I guess you can really talk about that with a lot of Yankee decades. I mean, 30s, is you can make a solid ar- argument towards that, too. And then, of course, ending the decade winning in Yankee fashion, 1939, yeah. arguably the best year in the history of the 30s, just for the fact that that was Gehrig's Last, uh, that was, no, that wasn't Garrick's last season. Uh, 38 was his last season, but 39, the first season without Garrick, having now DiMaggio, prime of his career, having his career high, 381 batting average. Uh, again, 106 wins, sweeping the Reds in the World Series, Joe McCarthy management. 39 Yankees is definitely one of the greats. I mean, you look from 36 to 39, they lost three World Series games. That's incredible. The entire, the entire 30s, they lost uh, six games total. Oh, sorry, three games total. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's definitely uh, a statement. 30s goes down as one of the best decades. Uh, not the best, but I could definitely argue, uh, especially with that 38 team being one of the best. Um, Leading them right into the 40s. 40 in off season, but back uh, bouncing right back in 41, beating uh, beating uh, beating the Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that a season that was that win percentage was 571 is a down season, but that's what it is for the Yankees, like, especially know. during those times. Like that's considered a down season. It's incredible to look at. Um, 
you know, just the lineup again, getting with the pitching staff. Uh, Marius Russo, 26-year-old rookie coming in with a 3.09 ERA. I mean, great season uh, at the starting pitching handling. Uh, Lefty Gomez, older guy, still coming in there, putting up the numbers. Uh, 41, good good team. What I, what I really think, too, that's impressive about all of this is that is the fact that there was no DH. All these pitchers were mm-hmm. hitting. So it's like the equivalent to an NL pitcher today where it's like they don't have the rest in, in between innings. They get up to the plate. They have to run the bases. They have to bump people over. Like it's a, It was a totally different game, and yet they still put up great numbers. The pitchers, I mean, Red Ruffing, who was 36 years old, he takes 89 at-bats and swings for a 303 batting average. That's a pitcher, everybody. That's a pitcher. That's insane. He had a 483 slugging percentage. It's, it's just a different era. Um, and I love comparing them because you just look at the game and you wonder, you know, how would a guy like Mike Trout do in a game here and how would a guy like Joe DiMaggio do in current current day? You know what I mean? I mean, it's one of those things where you can't really compare them. It's, like, it's hard. Crazy. Yeah. It's completely different errors. 41, a great year. 42, they get back to the World Series, but they lose to a, uh, a red-hot Cardinal team. But, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, 4-1. I mean, another great year, though, 103 wins. But right back the next season, uh, a rematch, Yankees-Cardinals, they win 4-1 to over them. Uh, remember, this is the first Yankee Stadium before they rebuild it. But looking through that lineup, they don't have their star in Joe D because remember at the time Joe D's he's no he's he's serving in war he's he's serving in war in the prime of his career he's 29 years old Joe D is in the world war and they still get it done by winning the world series you just think about those numbers he was in the world war and they still won the world series um he doesn't come back till I believe I believe it was 46. I wonder if he got a ring for that. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was 46. He comes back in 1946. Um, right when he comes back, um, they finished third in the AL, um, American League, but uh, not not the best season. But, I mean, again, I mean, the guy's coming from war. And he's still... I mean, yeah, you look, at, you look at this, though. I mean, he's had three full years out of the league. And he still, he, he still, bats, still bats 290. He only has 24 strikeouts in 567 plate appearances. Just for the next season to go to Game 7 against Brooklyn Dodgers and for him to hit 315 and 345 in the postseason. I mean, yeah, it's insane. I mean, another player coming back from more, Phil Rizzuto. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's incredible when you really do think about how, how baseball was played at that time. And how? Yeah, just uh, imagine, like, imagine, yeah, just that, imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. It, I, well, it would never happen. That's why it's crazy. Oh well, yeah, exactly. Just like I mean, say say you did have, and you have players. You have the Mike Trout, you have the Aaron Judge, the Cody Bellinger's. Those are all guys that are gonna get drafted and they go into the. Uh, that's a tough. That's, just, that's a tough <laughs> sob, everybody. That's a tough sob. He goes into war and comes back just to win a couple world titles in a row. And don't forget, like in typical Yankee fashion, twenty nine. 39, and again, 49, they win the World Series. They beat Brooklyn. I mean, that's, that's the Yankees. Like that, that sums up the Yankees. Young Yogi Berra on that team, 24 years old. Comes in there, he's got a just under 500 slugging percentage. Phil Rizzuto back in the game. And by then, um, uh, Joe D, uh, 
only playing 76 games, still in that lineup, batting 346, but not, um, you know, injury taking over, taking over his uh, his season, but still incredible year. One of the all-time greats. Uh, just to follow it up, going into the 50s with a clean sweep over the Phillies in the World Series. I mean, just think about it. Think about growing up in a time in New York, of course, you know, Bronx, where your home team is winning the World Series basically every year. Oh, it's, I mean, yeah, I know from just, like, stories from my grandfather there. I mean, it's incredible. Like, I it mean, was just an insane scene. You think about the 20s and Babe Ruth. You think about the 30s and what they did then, and then into the 40s with Joe D. Now we go into the 50s, which, before I even start, arguably, not even arguably, I believe as a Yankee fan, the greatest, not just baseball team decade, but the greatest sports dynasty in the history of sports. I, I couldn't agree anymore. I think you put that perfectly. We're talking about a team that wins the World Series in 50, 51, 52, 53, 54. They don't get there because of a Willie Mays Giants team. They get back there in 55 and they lose to Brooklyn. They get back there, win in 56. Lose in 57 to, at the time, Milwaukee Braves. Win it right back in 58, and then lose in 59. We're talking about a team that is a part of it, eight out of the nine years. I mean, just listen to this 1950 team. Listen to all the names that you hear that, like, their numbers are retired. They're in Monument Park. I mean, you have Yogi Berra, uh, Joe Collins, Jerry Coleman, Phil Rizzuto, Billy Johnson, uh, Gene Woodling, Joe DiMaggio coming towards the end of his career. You have a really young Billy Martin coming up. And, I mean... We have a Whitey Ford, a 21-year-old Whitey Ford on this team. And arguably the greatest manager that the Yankees had in Casey Stengel. This is his first year? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean he, was their, he went on to be their uh, manager for, what, 10 years? 11 years? He did have a great career with the Yanks. And like I said, just going through, they win in 49-50. 51, another great year, just under 100 wins. Um, beating the, that great studded Willie Mays New York Giant team. Willie Mays, arguably the greatest outfielder of all time. But just the names that we named off, prime Yogi Berra hitting 300. Joe DiMaggio towards the end of his career, still putting up a respectable 263. And let's not forget about the uh, arrival of Mickey Mantle, arguably... Arguably the greatest Yankee of all time. I don't think he's the greatest, but he, I know... That is, you're, you're 100% correct. 1951, the arrival of Mickey Mantle. He's a 19-year-old rookie, everybody. He's a 19-year-old rookie who still managed to have 267 batting average. It's pretty good for a 19-year-old rookie. You just, just think of this. A 19-year-old today... 95% of the time is playing double A ball at most. Uh, I, I wouldn't even stuff. I wouldn't even say that. I'm saying a 19 year old is a is a freshman in college. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, yeah, no, you aren't wrong. I mean, unless you're an international prospect, a lot of these kids aren't even signing that. Young. Think about that. If you're a 19 year old kid, you're a freshman, a sophomore in college, getting ready. To get a bachelor's degree, just to hopefully get drafted if you're good enough. So you think about you know that is the that is their old modern day 
Mike Trout, Bryce Harper. Just to follow oh, up, just to follow up with the fifty-two, the fifty-two season, where Bear is in full prime mode. Um, Billy Martin, young player, and Mickey Mantle, twenty years old. He has a three eleven batting average. It's incredible. I mean, I mean, it's just I don't even like I don't have words like explain them. It's definitely I mean, uh, it's definitely I mean, great. I mean, Mickey Mantle won the Yankees Player of the Year award from nineteen fifty two to nineteen fifty nine. Fifty nine, you said it best, yeah. I mean, he was twenty years old and won it seven straight times, eight straight times. The 1956 team, another great team you can't sleep on. They go to a Game 7 with Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Dodgers at the time, a uh, 97-win team. Uh, but you look at that team, Mantle, 24 years old. He's got a 353 batting average. This is prime Mickey Mantle, center field at the time. Um, Yogi Berra, 31, still, still putting up his average 30 home run a year, 300 batting average. Um, by the way, Mickey Mantle, 24 years old, 52 home runs. Incredible. You you barely see that today. It's an incredible feat. Um, 50s was dominated by Yankees. Like I said, the only sport dynasties, and I'm saying sports dynasties, the only dynasties that I could compare to this 50s Yankees could be the... Maybe the Celtics? S- yeah, I was going to say the 60s Bill Russell Celtics or the 90s Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Bulls. I mean, I guess you can argue like the Montreal Canadiens too. If you're, I mean, but they also played in a league where there were six teams for a lot of the time where they won most of their championships. Yeah, I mean, we're talking completely different. Yeah, that's. Comp- I mean, we could, you know, we don't want to out say the Canadians, of course, but the only three dynasties that I put up in that category of being elite is that Bill Russell Celtics, where they get eleven chips, that six out of eight year span where Jordan wins the finals with the Bulls in the 90s, and then this this Yankee decade where they get to the World Series 8 out of 10 times. It's incredible. I mean, mean, you said it before, but, like, imagine growing up during that time. Like, you're, like, a 10-year-old kid in 1950. Your team's winning every single year. It would have been fun, dude. Thinking about it, it really would have been fun, man. I we haven't seen one in 10 years here. Yeah, man, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But just moving right along, 50s, uh, I think we both agreed, greatest, not just Yankee dynasty, but baseball dynasty of all time. We move right into this. You know, we, you know, they lose and they don't get there in 59, breaking that every, every end of the decade year uh, finish. But they go right into 1960, um, back into the World Series, only to lose to Pittsburgh in seven games. Yeah, nineteen sixty was the first year uh, future Yankee great Roger Maris was uh, on their team. And you know what do they do in sixty one? In my opinion, which we'll get into in a little bit, I don't want to touch too much on it this at this time. But uh, nineteen sixty one Yankees, arguably one of the greatest teams of all time. Touch on that a little bit, Mike. I mean, I've been doing this a lot. Like you have Elston Howard who. Just a little fun fact. If anyone's seen the movie 42, he's the kid who got the glove from Jackie Robinson coming off the train. That's just a little fun fact. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah, great, mo- great movie. I saw it when I was a little kid. 
This is a great movie. You got Elson Howard, uh, future Yankee great, has his number retired. Yogi Bear coming towards the end of his career, but I'm sure played a mentor role. Actually switched over to left field. Yeah, well, Yogi was in left field at this point because Elson Howard was a prime catcher. I mean, Elson Howard at the time was batting 348, you know? So, I mean, especially as a catcher, that means incredible. You look at that team. You know, I just want to touch on this a little bit. This is where we get into where Roger Maris breaks the home run record that was that stood that stood for over thirty years of Babe Ruth. Roger Maris, sixty-one home runs, sixty-one and sixty-one. Um, I mean, this is still a time where the, the parks are huge. I mean, like we mentioned on an earlier episode. Um, talking home runs and steroids and, you know, that home run race with, um, you know, with McGuire and Sosa. You know, we're talking about Mantle and Maris having their own home run race, Mantle putting up 54, Maris doing the 61. This is at a time where these guys aren't juicing up. This is just pure strength. Those are the original Bronx Bombers. The original Bronx Bombers. Now we got guys like, you know, Aaron Judge, and Stanton, Stanton, you know, Gary, you have Gary Sanchez, yeah. at the and time, the baby bombers. <laughs> yeah. incredible, definitely incredible, but you know, back to the 61, um, in my opinion, which I'll touch on a little, in a little bit, one of the greatest Yankee teams of all time, 109 wins, um, beating Cincinnati in the, in the world series. I mean, even you look at the manager, brand new, Ralph Hook, you know what I mean? At a guy to having to take over a big position. Made to World Series all three years with the Yankees. That's what I'm saying, you know. All those first three years, I should say. First three years, yeah. Um, just to get back there in 62, so you go back to back. Actually, back to back to back. So you win three straight Mantle Maris. Um, this is, this is 62 I'm talking about now, but another year, um, Yogi Berra is at the tail end. He's, he's basically managing, coaching at, and managing playing at this point, you know, a, a lower average, but Mantle carrying the team, Maris carrying the team, Cleet Boyer carrying the team, you know, a guy third base. Unfortunately, after that 1964 season where they lost the World Series four to three, Mm-hmm. Everything started to tail off in the sixties. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. I mean, they. I mean, sixty three was a great year. They. I mean, they get swept by a Sandy Koufax Dodger team, which is incredible. That team, if you look into that sixty three Dodger, and like you said, sixty four, they get back there. They lose to the Cardinals. Um, Barrow was the manager at the time, and yeah, I think you said it best. Touch on that a little bit. You know what was going on during those decades of just just failure. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe it could have been a, a mixture of players getting older, uh, losing some of your veteran guys, maybe guys coming through to the system. Like, uh, I don't know, like, not establishing themselves. It, it just wasn't a good time for the Yankees. I mean, I guess you had young Mel Stolomire, who became one of the one of the better Yankees of all time, pitching-wise. We're talking about a team that would only win about 73 to 79 games. I mean, imagine if that happened, the, the fix, I mean, I just want to know, like, how that felt, like, in the 60s, going from that ridiculous decade in the uh, 50s into the early 60s. Well, they come, they fell off, yeah, they just fall a off. A great team. Well, that, that lasts all the way up until, I believe, what was it, 70, 
74? 76. 76. So you have a huge gap until 76 um, where they actually lose the World Series to Cincinnati with Pete Rose. They get get swept by a Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, 76 Reds team. Billy Martin. One of the greatest catches of all time. Oh, Johnny Bench, of course. Of course. Just to uh, then, everybody remembers this as the Three uh, three home runs on three pitches. Reggie Jackson, 1977. They win the World Series over the Dodgers. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that season. Uh, Reggie Jackson or the uh, yeah. Talk to me. A, talk to me a little bit about that uh, that Reggie Jackson season and that 2017. I mean, Reggie Jackson. He was. A, I mean, he's in prime of his career. He's 31 years old. He comes into this season. He hits 32 home runs, puts up 110 RBIs. This is all year. a high batting average of 286. Yeah, he definitely I keeps mean, it up. Yeah, definitely one of the one of the greatest right fielders in Yankee history. I mean, also known for his days with the A's, but coming on with the Yanks and uh, putting I mean, up solid numbers. I mean, you also had like the emergence of like I mean, uh, like I think one year in Mickey Rivers, who played a part in the guy. On that like great team, you have Greg Nellis, one of the greatest third basemen in Yankee history, if Lu- not the greatest. You got Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella. Thurman Munson, R.I.P. Yeah, Thurman. Tragic. It was very sad thinking about what happened with Thurman. Um, Willie Randolph. What about Willie Randolph? Been one of the all-time greats. I know. Gone too soon. Willie Randolph, twenty-three years old, coming in, putting up a nice three eighty-one OBP. Lou Pinello. Great manager later in his career. And then Reggie Jackson again, you know, playing in 140 games, still putting up still putting up the numbers. So that 77 team won the World Series 4 to 2. And then we're gonna go into 1978, where the Yankees actually win the World Series again 4 to 2 over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh Lewis, you wanna talk a little bit about that? Well, seventy eight, I mean another another solid year. You know, they they, they get a hundred wins. So right there, that was that was big. Uh, they go through the postseason, really going through teams, beating up the Royals, taking on the Dodgers, and uh, I mean that team alone. Thurman Munson, he was thirty-one at the time, um, three, you know, just under three, three hundred batting average. A Willie Randolph, Bucky Dent, Young, Greg Nettles, great third baseman, slept on, and then obviously the Reggie Jackson taking over, taking over the team. But looking at the pitching, Ron Guidry, 27 years old. Listen to this number. Ron Guidry in 78 goes 25-3. and three. Now, when was the last time we heard a stat like that? You don't. <laughs> exactly. How about this one? 32-year-old Catfish Hunter, another Hall of Famer. So you got, how about this one? Goose Gossage. Goose. With a, I've actually met him. He had a 2.01 ERA as the closer for the team at 26 years old. Means, uh, as a batter, you see that handlebar mustache, you're automatically intimidated, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? So that team alone, uh, the 78 Yanks, back-to-back, 77-78, great team, uh, only to be disappointed into uh, 79. And then, and, uh, you know, why don't you talk to me a little bit about those 80s? I mean... <laughs> It's almost embarrassing, the 1980s for the Yankees. How about just the 1982-83 team? I mean, just talking about teams that were averaging 70 wins. 1981, like, that was their last good year until, what, 95? 81 was only good because 
it was a shortened season. They go fifty nine and forty eight. Still isn't even good, a good record. And they uh, they lose the World Series to the Dodgers, but from there it's straight downhill. I mean, after that they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they bring on the World Series. We talk about the Yankees winning all these World Series. They didn't even make the playoffs. It's terrible. Um, I mean, arguably I mean, one, of, arguably the worst Yankee decade of all time. I mean, you have to you have to feel for for someone like Don Mattingly, right? Don Mattingly, great talent. Sad to see what happened. As in, I mean, one of the best first basemen the Yankees have seen. You see, he's just carrying the team on his back. Two ninety three bat. You know what I mean? Just carrying the team on his back. Um. Moving right into the I mean, 90s, in my opinion, the worst Yankee team of all time, 1990 Yankees. Touch on that a little bit. Well, the 1990 Yankees, this is pre-Jeter, pre-Mo, pre-Andy Pettit, pre-Jorge Posada. They finished 67-95. and 95. They're The worst team in the American League. Which, <laughs> I don't know, as a Yankee fan, if that happened today, that would be... Terrible. They only scored I mean, 600 runs. I guess you, you can really only say they had one good player on that team. One good batter on that team. Yeah, it was uh, Mattingly. Don, yeah, Don Mattingly. And even him, he didn't have a great year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Mattingly that year, 256. Dave Winfield. <laughs> There's not one guy on that team batting over 300. It's we're gonna, terrible. We're about batting over 300. They're the Bronx Bombers and didn't have anyone hitting over 25 home runs. And that was just a disgrace as you lead into the, the uh, 91 season, 71 wins. 92-76 wins with Buck Walter as the coach. Um, picking it up a little bit in 93. But they really don't end up uh, obviously establish, establishing themselves as that great Yankee team until they do it in 96. Well, let's just touch on, uh, like, the 1995 season first before we get into anything. Talk about that a little bit. 1995, a kid named Derek Jeter comes into play. Played 15 games, 51 plate appearances. Wasn't all that impressive. Batted 250, uh, 294 OBP, only a 375 slugging. No one knew what this guy would become. I mean, you had a Paul O'Neill just getting on the team. David Cohn, Dave Winfield about to join. You got a rookie Mariano, 25 years old. Zero appearances, by the way. He was just on the roster. Little did everyone know what this would become. You move right and into that, that 96 season. At this at this point, Moe's not even the closer yet. Moe's no, the I, I setup man. starting pitcher, correct? He's the starting pitcher, and then later in the year, they, they, they move him over to a setup man for closer John Wetland. He was a good closer, too. <laughs> he was a good closer. That was the thing. I mean, he's a guy that had three to 36. People don't realize how good he was when yeah. you have a guy like Mo. Well, Mo, Mo's Just, the GOAT. Mo's the GOAT. Oh, unanimous. You only unanimous. You look at uh, the 96 team, which then started a, another great dynasty, was, uh, you know, Girardi behind the plate. You know, this is before Posada. You got Tino now at first. Mm-hmm. Tino Martinez. Um, twenty-two year old, twenty-two year old Jeter 
batting three fourteen. You know, the rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. You got a Wade Boggs at the tail end of his career. You know, still Bernie hit, Williams you know, in the prime. Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams was twenty seven years old. He was batting three oh five. I mean, th- that wasn't even his prime. Bernie didn't hit his prime until about twenty nine. And then the Warrior three thirty nine. The Warrior Paul O'Neill. We can say he he was in his prime for about ten years. Bernie Williams. Well, Bernie was an animal. That just leads right in. How he's like not how like he hasn't been like had more votes in that Hall of Fame. I don't even know if he's on the ballot anymore. Who? Uh, Bernie Williams. Oh, it's I know. Tell me about it. One of the one of the Yankee Ruben Sierra. Daryl Strawberry and got a funny story. You know that, that you know nine nineteen oh <laughs> Yeah, Daryl baby. Um and then you know that leads right into uh Oh wait, no, that was Doc Gooden. You're thinking of Doc. I'm thinking of Doc Gooden, not Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, we're thinking of uh shout out Nate, everybody. We're thinking Doc Gooden. Uh, Nate, if you listen to this, shout out Nate. But, uh, you know, just leading into 97, not a terrific year. I mean, I mean, still respectable, 96 wins. But, but the, L, uh, the but, LDS lead division series. Yeah, the, but uh, I'm, I'm going to let you take over from here, uh, 98 Yanks. Let me hear it. So the 98 Yanks, in my opinion, are the single greatest team in New York Yankees history. It's a bold prediction, but I like it. 114 wins. Good for, I think, second or third all time. Not just in the Yankees. That's the greatest record in Yankees history. But I want to—I think it's the second or third greatest record in baseball history. Not even that. In postseason alone, they sweep a sorrowful Padre team. First of all, that's a sorrowful San Diego team that got there. The last good team they had. Oh, I mean, just terrible. Everyone's, you know, thinking... And then, uh, but no, I mean, going eleven and two in playoff play. Um, Brian Cashman's first year as the GM, by the way, started one of the great. He's now one of, if not the greatest in the league. But let me just touch on this lineup real quick. Let me hear it. Jorge Posada behind the plate, twenty six years future, old. Yeah, future Yankee great, Yankee great. Um, in the Yankees Hall of Fame. Has his number retired in Monument Park. You have Tino Martinez playing first base right in the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. One of, if not the best first baseman in the league at the time. I don't know if you agree with that, but I'd say he's one of, if not the best. You have Chuck Knobloch before he got the yips. Yeah. <laughs> and before he hit Keith Olbermann's mother in the nose. <laughs> yeah, I think you said that about right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to that guy. But he, he, he contributed. I mean, you look at it. He had 17 homers as a second baseman, 64 RBIs, about 265. You look at that, it's not that great, but the OBP is up 361. I mean, he got on base. No one on this Yankees team had an under 354 uh, OBP. Even Jeter coming alive. Jeter, I mean, Jeter you know, 324 doing his thing. His best year, right? I would say 99 is Jeter's best year, but just a part of this team, this is where, Ber- this is where Bernie's best year is. He's 29 years old. He plays in 128 games. But in those 128 games, 339 batting average? It's incredible. I mean, and the thing, he had 97, uh, had 97 RBIs. He only had 26 home runs. I they, mean, you look, at, you look at today, a player can hit 40 home runs, and sometimes they don't even have that many. I just want to touch on this. Mariano Rivera, 28 years old. He goes 3-0 and that year. He's a closer. He's named closer. 
He has a 1.91 ERA. He's unanimous for a reason, everybody. It's a solid year. It's a, it's a solid year just to lead in to back-to-back titles in 99. They they sweep the Braves. Um, this post this postseason they actually go um, they actually go 11 and one. Joe Torre, another great year, and um, this is really Jeter's best year. Bats 3.49, plays in almost every game. He only misses four games this year. Um, Scott Broch is coming alive towards the end of the year. Bernie, Willi- Bernie Williams, another fuck amazing year. 3.42 batting average. Just just overall one of the best Yankee Yankee years right there. What do you think? I, I mean, I completely agree with that. I mean, it's no it's no 114-win season. But like you said, they went eleven and one in the postseason. Yeah, postseason like, dominance. Though, I mean, I mean, like I, I keep saying this, but like you look at that today. If that happens today, that's like considered one of the greatest postseasons in history. I mean, like, you, I it's incredible. You look, the, you look at some of the, the players that were playing during this time, and they're like, they're. I mean, these are the greats. These are some of the all-time greats playing, and you have this Yankees team. Coming off arguably the greatest year in MLB history, and just repeat what they did. You gotta respect what they did, just to lead into back to back to back. They get there in two thousand, turn of the century, Subway Series against the Mets. They beat them. Shout out Nate. They beat them in five games in a historic uh, postseason. I mean, Jeter that year three thirty nine at the plate. Jorge Posada coming alive, just under 290. Chuck Knobloch with a 366 OBP. You know, another great year. What do you think? I mean, it's also the first year Roger Clemens came in. Roger Clemens, if you remember correctly, also threw a bat at Mike Piazza, correct? That was the year. Mariano coming in, 285 ERA. A little up from the previous 99 season where it was a 181. But, uh, I mean, Pettit, 19 wins. Clemens, 13 wins. David Cohn, off year for Cohn, man. Oof, look at that. But um, overall, great team. You know what I mean? Oh, incredible. I mean, they weren't even, they won 87 games that year. No one thought they were getting there. Just for them to go into 2001, and we remember one thing about that, that, uh, that World Series. The guy... Two words. Do you want Luis? Luis Gonzalez. You want, you want to elaborate about this? Why don't you elaborate a little about it, Hammer? All I know is Mariano Rivera, the greatest closer of all time, the only unanimous. He blew one. Uh, man, he. The one. Blew the game. Just, he, going into that inning, the Yankees are up two to one. Two to one, yep. Arizona bunts two in a row. Um, Mariano throws the first one away, or the second one away, and uh, yada, 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 there's a base hit to tie the game, with his loaded bases, we got the infield in. Were there no outs during this? It was one out, loaded bases, Jeter's in on the grass, which I do believe he could have been playing back to turn two. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, I was like... If he was playing... Yeah, if he was playing back... I think he catches that ball, but since he was in, blooper over his head. 
blooper right over his head. And uh, <laughs> Mariano blew the World Series. That would have been their fourth title, something that hadn't been done since the, uh, the, the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees 50s. <laughs> so, um, but no, I mean, even looking at that 2001 team, um, Jorge Posada coming alive, Tino Martinez coming alive. I mean, every every guy in that lineup. Alfonso Soriano. <laughs> David Justice. Um, Mike Mussina. I believe this is post Chuck Knobloch, uh Yips. This is post Chuck Knobloch Yips. But by the way, this is this is Cy Young Clemens, I believe. Twenty and three. Um, by the way, Mariano um had a great regular season, a two three RA. But back to the Clements, he goes twenty and three. This Pettit season, he throws up fifteen wins. So their pitching was great, but just nothing compared to that Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling Yankee killer combo that the uh, that the Diamondbacks had. I'm telling you, if he wasn't in the uh, MLB, Randy Johnson would have been playing center. <laughs> oh, for basketball. <laughs> um, 2002. I mean, they go 103 wins, but they lose early to the Angels. Angels ended up. Uh, they ended up. I believe did they win the World Series that year? Yeah, they beat Barry Bonds Giants. The Anaheim Angels won the World Series that year, everybody. They beat Barry Bonds and the Giants. I believe they swept them, actually. But uh, we go along to 2003, Yanks. They lose to the Florida Marlins. Touch on that a little bit. So the Yanks come in this season, obviously. They had a great year. They actually got 163 games, not the uh, normal 162. Mm-hmm. They won 101 and 61. So you look at that season, you say, oh, that's an incredible season. They're first in the AL East. Uh, going into that World Series, I mean, I don't know if you agree, that was their, that was the Florida Mons, uh probably their greatest team of all time, right? Well, they had Miggy on that team. They had, um, they had a couple stud players. Oh, they had Josh Beckett. I mean, they had Pudge. They had Pudge Rodriguez, the catching, yeah, I can't forget. I mean, Lu- Luis Castillo is always remembered for that dropped pop fly with the Mets. But he, he was a. <laughs> he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball. I mean, I don't know what's better, that or the. Jerry Mills called him safe. The throw oh. beat him by a mile. Not the change topics. That's the worst call in the history of baseball. No, the second worst. The worst is. Andres He's safe. No, he's out. No, he's safe. <laughs> First of all, back out of nowhere. I don't. I you know. Sorry to change the topic, but. Armando Galarraga, he's one out from throwing a perfect game. He's out at first base, and and Jim Joyce calls him safe. Just give him the call, Jim. Are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? The guy has a perfect game. He comes out the next day crying. He comes out the next day crying to the fans, by the way. <laughs> I made a mistake. I messed up history. The, no, 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 you messed up history. Just call them out. They the, weren't coming back. They I, were two outs. I mean, the call the... in a 3 nothing game. Miggy throws it over to Galarraga. He's out. No! He's safe. Everyone thought he was out. <laughs> Jim <laughs> Joyce called him safe. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to the Yanks. 2003. <laughs> anyway, back to the Yanks. You got, a, you got a young prime Josh Beckett before Red Sox days. You got a very young, I believe, rookie Miguel Cabrera on this Florida Marlins team. 
and they end up beating the Yanks four to two in in the World Series. I mean, I, I kind of feel for Griffey to be honest, more than anyone because he wasn't even on that team. I know, you're right. Oh, no. oh I'm thinking the Mariners. That's my bad. Uh, I mean, I guess you can say that's the worst team, the the best season there, the Florida Marlins slash Miami Marlins history. Uh, there's probably nothing better until they got a little bit of a highlight when Giancarlo hit 59 home runs. Well, yeah, but they still missed the playoffs by, what, seven games, eight games? That just leads us right into 2004, where the biggest choke oh, God. in sports history, um, you know, people think that, you know, the Warriors choked when they had the greatest team ever in basketball, and they lost to the LeBron's Cavs 3-1. But we're talking about a team, Yankees, they go 101 wins, they're up 3-0 in the ALCS against the Red Sox. And what do the Red Sox do? They come right back and they beat them. Mariano blew another save. <laughs> yeah. People forget that about Mo. Still the greatest. Still the GOAT. That, I mean, people also bring, that That's the year that the Red Sox broke the curse. That was the year. They, uh, they beat, I believe... Well, 2004, the Red Sox, was it the Rockies or the Rockies in 2007? I don't think it was the Rockies. It was the, um... 2007, uh, they beat the Rockies. Oh, it was the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals in 04, just to do it again in 2013. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, 13 was the first time they won it at home. That's a sickening season to talk about, to think that they were... One win away from the world, uh, to making it to the World Series, only to lose. I mean, the two thousands were f- were honestly a fine year for the Yanks. I mean, they, they get to the playoffs every year. Um, they win in two thousand. They lose in two thousand one. Um, you know, two thousand eight, I believe, was the first year with um, Joe Girardi. Just for yes. them to in two thousand nine, put up arguably a top five greatest Yankee team of all time. I would probably say top five, 2009 Yankees. They go 103 and lucky number 59. They win the World Series 4-2 over Philly. I remember the last play with the little the little ground ball to Robbie Cano. And that, and by the way, this was a defending... That's a classic sh- Cano play. This was a... This was, oh, of course. Laid back throw, sidearm. Mo comes over to cover, but Tex is there. But by the way, this is a defending champion um, Phillies team. With, uh, with, uh, I mean, that was a stacked team. I believe Doc Holliday was on that team, the late great. Um, Ryan Howard in his prime at first base. Ryan Howard before his career went down the drain. Ryan Howard about had about three good years. <laughs> and they were some of the best hitting But they were some of the, seen. they were some of the best hitting years that we've seen in the past 20 years. I don't know what happened to that. I man. mean, dude, we're talking about a guy, Ryan Howard. That was hitting a consistent 350 for a first baseman. You know what I mean? So it's it's sad to see what happened to Ryan Howard. Anyway, back to that 2009 Yankee team. Just just another thing about that 2009 Yankee team. This is only also the first like full season that we see. Yeah. Uh, Yankee veteran Brett Gardner. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, you look at that roster, and these are all older players, veterans, by the way. 37 year old Jorge Posada. You have a young Mark Chisera. You have. A prime time three twenty batting average, Robbie Cano. 
Obviously, you got the captain, Derek Jeter, putting up an astounding 334 uh, batting average. At you, age 35. Yeah. You have Alex Rodriguez putting up 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. You have a short-haired Johnny Damon. Short-haired Johnny Damon. Who I actually... Much changed from his Red Sox days. Oh, 100%. Of course, no beard. Uh, by the way, I actually went to this Yankee Day Ticket Day Parade. Uh, Did you? Yeah, when they won in 2009. I remember like it was yesterday. The one memory that I have, because I was a little kid, probably like seven or eight years old. Uh, the one memory that I have is Johnny Damon on the float. I remember uh, I remember A-Rod on the float, and I remember Johnny Damon on the float. And I remember eating a slice of pizza, actually, as well. And that's about it. Can we just talk about arguably the most insane player in MLB history, Nick Swisher? I mean, Nick Swisher, I mean, I remember seeing seeing a picture of Swisher with a... I mean, people use chewing tobacco, but this man had it. (laughs) I mean, you gotta be kidding me with the mouth that Swisher would do. I mean, this team... certifiably insane. I mean, this guy. This team also had a great backup catcher in Francisco Cervelli coming off the bench, still hitting 300. You had a guy, I mean, on the roids in Melky Cabrera, 24 years old. Um, how how can we not talk about the World Series MVP? Hideki Matsui. Hideki Matsui, Godzilla. Godzilla. Enough said with that. <laughs> guy I was mean, an animal. He won the World Series for them. I, I mean. I mean, that's all I can really say. Don't forget it this time. Mariano's 39 years old. He has a 1.76 ERA, his greatest that he ever had. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, it was a fun year. I don't remember all that much from that year, but from what I do remember them winning the World Series, and hopefully I get to relive that while I actually remember it. And, of course, they ended off the decade doing it, you know, 2009, like they did in the early Yankee years. But I just want to take a look back at that pitching staff. 28-year-old prime CC Sabathia put up 19 wins. First year in the Yankees. First year in the Yankees, coming from the Indians. Then you got a washed-up A.J. Burnett, but he still threw 19, uh, I mean, 13 wins. I mean, A.J. Burnett, he was another uh, free agent signing they picked up. That year, that was that year, the big press conference. It was, I believe it was CeCe and Adrian Burnett at the same press conference. And Mark Deshaer and him. I don't know for sure, but they made, coming to that season, they made so many uh, accusations. We can't forget about uh, number 62, Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba. <laughs> that's, my co- that's my college number, 62. I wear it for Jabba, everybody. So, uh, yeah, Jabba, great year. I, I wonder what, what he's doing now. I know he's not in the league. I mean, that's a great year for Yankee fans. I have that in my top five for greatest Yankee teams of all time, only behind uh, a couple other teams that I'll get into a little bit. But uh, 2009, uh, Mike, last time we saw a Yankees world title, talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, like I said before, I really don't remember all that not much from that year. I was, I was a young kid. So... I mean, I just remember I was sitting in my parents' room. I was watching the Yankee game. I believe my brother was actually at that game. Oh, damn. And I think I, I turned on the TV. Because, like, at this time, like, I wasn't really, like, like, I, I liked baseball, but I wasn't, like, over the moon watching every game like I do now. And I just remember seeing it so cool, like, the celebration, hearing the New York, New York in the background, the We Are the Champions. I paid my dues. <laughs> And, time and after time, 
You know, I just want to touch on a little bit of something. 2009, one of the, you know, they, you know, they, they go throughout the 2010s. You know, that's where the 80s, we could say, could be better than the 2010s. But, I mean, we can't because they they never even made the playoffs. They did get to a World Series in 1980. They never get to a World Series throughout the 2010s. But what they do do is they get to the ALCS multiple times. Just to I lose. Mean, yeah, just mean, to lose, of course. They lose to a cheater team. Well, they lose to a cheater team. They lose to a primetime Detroit Tiger team, if we remember. I was at the game Jeter rolled his ankle. You remember that? I, oh, I remember like it was yesterday. I was sitting along the third baseline, about 20 rows up, and I just saw Jeter go down, and everyone, it was the quietest I've ever heard the stadium. And then once we hit 2015, this is where we just start getting owned by the Astros. We lose in the wild card game to the Astros. 2016, we um, we don't even make the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah, we don't even make the playoffs in 2016. Um, 2017, we get back there. I was at, Me and you both were there. We lose to the Astros again, of course. Cheaters, but did Cheater, lose. I, I mean, I wish I could say we didn't lose to them, but we did. Then um, we lose to, an, we don't know, but we lose to a team that could have speculations of cheating with the Red Sox. In 2019, we lost to speculating cheaters again. <laughs> and then we lose to the Astros again in the ALCS, the famous throw that, um, the famous hit heard around the world, don't take my shirt off, I have an unfinished tattoo. Hanging slider, a roll I still can't believe that I have an unfinished tattoo. <laughs> oh my god, that was the worst excuse yet. Who said that? He said that. Where did I'm he sure say he that? that? Where did he say that? I don't know the exact source, but there were uh, reports saying he has an unfinished ta- or he had an unfinished tattoo. But then when people zoomed in, it wasn't there. I just remember, dude, we already discussed this you know, in a prior podcast, but I remember like it was yesterday, dude. These screaming, don't take my shirt off, dude. All I remember from that day is... You're unfinished is tattoo. Yan- I just remember the Yankees tying it up. It's just in the uh, oh, top DJ. of the ninth inning. DJ, baby. Top of the ninth inning, only for my heart to be ripped down the bottom of the ninth. Well, Roll just blew it, but we don't really know if he blew it. You know, they knew that they knew it was coming, you know? I mean, yeah. Anyway, you know, that leads us right into, you know, a topic that I want to talk about. Um, predictions for a brand new decade starting. What are we thinking about 2020, you know, uh, after this whole COVID thing happens uh, and this new high expectations for the Yankees? Talk to me a little bit about that. I'm going all in. Yankees win the World Series over the Los Angeles Dodgers 4-2. to two. In 2020? In 2020. I'm predicting an 108-win season. Wow. AL Cy Young going to Garrett Cole. How many wins does Cole have? 18. I'm going to make an even bolder prediction and say I like Cole with the Cy Young, but I'm going to give Cole 21 wins. 21 wins. What are you saying for an ERA? Um, I'm going to go with 2-1-2. 2-1-2? Two, one, two. Two, one, two. I think I'm going to, I'm going to say 2-4-1. I'll go two one two ERA with Cole, twenty one wins. How about this? Three losses. And how about this? Cy Young, un- unanimous Cy Young. And how about this? Strikeouts, three hundred forty five. Three forty. I mean, I like that. We're talking, dude. If this all happens, we're talking about probably the greatest year we've ever seen by a pitcher. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> three hundred forty six strikeouts. 
I mean, I can't really see that happening because of the shortened season potentially, but imagine. Know, you never know. Unless they play a full season still, just go a little later, maybe. But who, who do you see being the Yankees MVP this year? Um, you know, I'm going to go with something kind of out of right field. Um, you know, literally, I'm going to go with a guy, comeback player of the year, Giancarlo Stanton. I could honestly I mean, see. I, I, I like that. I can honestly see Stanton hitting sixty home runs. I wanted to see him prove all the haters wrong, dude. I could see Stanton coming out of nowhere, having a sixty-one home run year in you know, you know, in memory of Roger Maris, and just coming out and doing his thing. I mean, I would love that. But then again, we have to also remember if they don't play a full season. Yeah, we're, we're talking in case if they do play a full season. Um. Well, of but, course, yeah, of course. I, I I don't even know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Glaber Torres. But you think they're world? T- oh, Glaber. Glaber Torres. Talk to me a little bit about that shortstop now without Didi. Position. He came up as a shortstop. Yeah. Uh, he has big shoes to fill for Didi. I mean. He's only gotten better in the two years that he's played. I think this year he's just going to put up MVP type numbers. I'm just going to win the MVP. I'm just going to. I can see him batting close to 300, maybe 35 home runs, 100 RBIs. I'm just going to come out of nowhere, and I know this is random, but NL MVP Nolan Arenado. How about that? I mean, he's due. <laughs> Best third baseman in baseball. He doesn't have one yet, right? No, he doesn't. He's been snubbed a few times. I think he was snubbed a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, you already know how I feel about this. <laughs> well, of course, that's why I got it going. <laughs> but, uh, you know, anyway, like we mentioned earlier, you know, before we do finish up the podcast, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, our personal favorite and our personal opinions on the greatest Yankee teams of all time. We'll go three to one. And, uh, Mike, why don't you do yours first? Uh, from three to one, greatest Yankee teams of all time. Not decades, but uh, teams. Alright, so I said it before. I think the 1998 Yankee team is the greatest team of all time. Number one. I, I 100% think so. Okay. You know, I went over this before, but just like the combination of the bats, the arms. Yeah, sure. Sweeping the Padres, single-handedly ruining the Padres franchise. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, that was a sorrowful Padre team going into the World Series. How they even got there, I don't even understand. But Who was on that team? Tony Gwynn? <laughs> what was it, Trevor Hoffman? You know, <laughs> dude is a second. It was, but uh, anyway, all right. So you got ninety-eight one. Now, who who do you got too? This is tough because I, I don't know if I want to say goes Number either two, way. I'm gonna say the um the nineteen fifty-three Yankees. Yeah, the nineteen fifty-three Yankees. 1953 Yankees is a great team for many reasons. Discuss that a little bit. I mean, we, we, we talked about all this before, but this is like the very prime career. We have the Yogi Bear, the Billy Martins, the Mickey Mantles, Phil Rizzuto. The, the they're the actually, career. this is their fourth world title in a row, by the way. Fifth. No, they won, was it? No, they won what, 49, 50, 51, 52. Oh, you're right. This is their fifth their in a row. Fifth world title in a row. And they're, and they're blown by teams. I mean, they're taking out Brooklyn Dodgers in six games. I mean, this is a team, 99 wins. Like you mentioned earlier, Yogi Berra, he's putting up he's putting up a sub-three. He's just under 300 batting average. Billy Martin, Phil Rizzuto. 
Uh, Mickey Mantle, great team. And this is a tough one. For that number three spot, I, I don't know if I want to put the 61 Yankees or the uh, 27 Yankees. Let me hear I it. I think I'm going to have to say the 27 Yankees, just for all the history that's on that team. I mean... You know, I'm actually going to take over from there because I want to make a bold statement. I have... You know, I'm going to go from three to one. I'm not going to go from one to three like you did, but at three, I have 98. I have 98 at three. I know it's, you know, that 114-win season. Uh, You can't deny the greatness, especially with that Jeter-Bernie combo. Uh, At number two, I actually have a team that you didn't even have on the list. Um, I had them going very close to one, but I had them at number two, and that's that 1961 Yankee team. We're talking about a team... That Yogi's now in left field. I mean, the outfield alone, Yogi, Mantle, Maris. Yogi's batting just under three. Mantle and Maris are the home run race with 54 and 61. Elston Howard batting just under 350. So that 61 team is um, in a league of its own, as well as you have Whitey Ford starting pitcher, 25 and 4 on the mound at 32 years old. Bill Stafford, 14 and 9 on the mound. Along with Ralph Terry, young rookie year, 16-3. and three. So for me, that's why they're my number two greatest Yankee team of all time. And um, bringing it back to that 2017, team, that, that is hands down singly the greatest Yankee team for this sole fact. 27 is Prime Murders Row, which is the greatest, not just nickname in team history, but in all of baseball. They go back-to-back 27-28. They sweep Pittsburgh in the World Series. 110 wins. And, I mean, the team alone. Gehrig, 373 at the plate. And then Babe Ruth, 356 at the plate. I mean, just with that said, I don't think you could really deny that. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I agree with you. I mean... The history that this team displays... You have a guy, which is, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time, along with the greatest first baseman of all time, both in their absolute primes. I mean, any of these teams we have just said could be number one on any list. Oh, 100% of all time. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's just crazy that yeah. you look at the top. Like, you, can even make, you can probably make a top ten list of the best teams in MLB history. And at least seven or eight of them would be the Yankees, probably. 100%. I mean, I I have 98 at three and not one, just for the sole fact that I'm all about, you know, being a baseball player myself, I'm all about people that paved the way for you. And when you got a guy like Babe Ruth, who in this year, I didn't even even mention when I said it again, he had the home run record for 30 years of 60 home runs. So, and, and another thing with Babe Ruth, Zero hit by pitches. The guy wasn't hit by a pitch once in the whole in the whole in the whole f- freaking yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, the guy's doing it with his bat. 151 games played. He only missed 11 games, and that's why uh, for me this is my greatest uh, Yankee team. I mean, I can't argue. I mean, I can't argue it. I mean, because any of mine could be number one. Any of yours could be number one. It's it's a matter of just preference at that point. Well, there it is, folks. Um, Those were our greatest Yankee decades uh, by the years. Our favorite and greatest opinion on the teams itself. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. 
uh, 19th Inning Podcast. Until next time, catch you on the cast.